We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, everybody, and welcome in to the Backliners podcast, Agro and Barracuda. As per usual, big week in the SPL. But before we get to that, um, there are some things we got to take note of. Number one, mm-hmm. you should be buying our merch. I'm wearing a wonderful Backliners t-shirt. Oh. <laughs> what was the game plan there, Barry? You looked like you were going to take your shirt off, and then we would have just gotten in trouble. Was that the Was that the plan? I, look, man, I'm on like no hours of sleep. I've forgotten the Backliners merch two weekends in a row now. Tough. Tough. That's all right. We're gonna we're gonna work on it. You know, we're getting um, we're getting we're hitting our stride. Make mm-hmm. sure you guys get it. It's in the chat right now. It'll be in the podcast description and YouTube description as well if you're listening. Uh, so make sure you guys are snagging that. We got hats. We got shirts. We got hoodies. We got it all, baby. We don't have mm-hmm. it all. We have the three three things I listed. We have three things. Three That's things. all you need. Yeah, and what else could you possibly need? Uh, number two, um, this is likely going to be a little bit of a shorter episode as. Uh, I have been quite busy. I'll be able to talk about why I've been so busy later on this week, but can't really do so now because I don't want to jinx anything. Barra is a gamer with a horrible sleep schedule. Uh, a great sleep schedule, just horrible sleep. Okay, great sleep schedule, horrible sleep. So I just don't sleep well. I don't know why. I just, I've tried all the remedies, all you've, the you've melodies. You've done melatonin? You've done melatonin? Yeah, I've yeah. tried everything. Well, melatonin actually keeps me awake. That seems like the opposite. Wait, okay. Yeah. So if melatonin it, keeps you awake, have you tried like chugging Mountain Dew before you go to bed? If, if we're on opposites, if we're on doing opposites, you know, your body sees melatonin, gets gets awake, chug caffeine, go to sleep. You know. You know, maybe I try this tonight. I just, I feel like I slept absolutely awful last night for no reason in particular. Maybe the Comcast guy came today, and that's what I was worried about, like missing mm. it or something, sleeping yeah. through it. I I don't know. I just slept bad. Uh, remind me to tell you, this is a story for next week's podcast, or I guess two weeks from now, because that's my third announcement, is that there will be no <coughs> podcast next week, 
Uh, we're going to take a week off. Again, I'll be able to tell you more uh, later. I just really don't want to jinx anything. I can say it, right? Like, no way something goes wrong from, from this position, right? Yeah, yeah, no way, no way. No I mean, way. that's what we said right. when we pulled, like, eight fire giants. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, all right, I'm not saying it, so get over it, chat. Okay. Um, and then I think I had one more thing. Oh, yeah, I got a bone to pick with you mm. before we get into SPL. What did I do? You told Dolson you loved him on on the way out of your interview. Bro, what wait, is that supposed to be about? Am huh? I allowed to am I allowed to talk about what went on around that interview? Uh, wait, 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 wait. Are you messaging me on Discord because I won't be able to see it because oh. I use the Discord thing? You can talk. I think I know what you're asking. Okay, uh, the pre. Yeah, I just okay. Yeah, there's a way you can do it and be smart about it here. So I'm just gonna trust. Go ahead, let her rip. I'll, we'll what? see what happens. What's I want to be thing? smart about it. What do you mean be smart about? Bro, what's I don't know what's the worst thing. The interviews are pre-recorded. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we pre-record the interviews. Yeah, we talk. Oh. We we do them in the okay. morning. Well, uh, I was not ready for mine. I was mid poop. <laughs> <laughs> And I got the Discord message to join the call, and I am pinching and I'm <laughs> <laughs> sprinting upstairs. Awesome. And so awesome. I, I also I completely forgot that I had the interview, so I legit rolled out of bed, went to the toilet, and right after I sat down, I got the Discord message oh, to no. join the call, and I started sprinting upstairs, <laughs> completely out of it, and still like. You know, I wouldn't say like fight or flight, but just right. like I have to go to the bathroom. There right was some adre- there was some adrenaline pumping. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just <laughs> sitting there waiting for the interview, and I don't know what I said on the interview the whole time. And yeah, it was a real great experience for me. I sprinted back downstairs, finished my business, and that's what he meant when he said, "I'll let you get back to business." <laughs> Because I had talked to him about it. It's true. I uh, He did tell that story to me right away afterwards. Um, but I'm still, uh, you know, I was just like, it felt like it was watching, uh, you know, it's like watching your significant other, like, flirt with someone else, you know? It just, it just felt a little mm. weird to me, you know? That's all, that's all I'm saying. I just oh. felt a little, uh, it was just a little weird for me, you know? I, I thought we were open, so. Uh, well, we, you know, we were, we talked about being open, and then it's like, this is the first time. Okay, this this bit's going on. <laughs> You're just jealous of Dolson, bro. Just... Why would I be jealous of Dolson, man? Look at the man. Are you kidding me? He's the nicest guy ever. He's sick at casting. I don't get it. And his chair ads are perfect. And his chair ads are perfect. That's all That's all there is to it. I love the guy. I, yeah. I don't love him, but, like, I love what he is. Oh, absolutely. Know? No, absolutely. No doubt about that. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I'm over it. Um, it's totally fine. Good. All right. Let's talk about the SPL this week. I think it was a, a mm-hmm. phenomenal kickoff week. We saw a lot of different stuff. Um, and I think we should just go match by match and kind of give our sure. takeaways. Uh, so, kicked off Friday with the Tartarus Titans up against the Camelot Kings and the Kings – Kind of came in and made the Titans look pretty bad. Uh, I think as well, the Titans make the t- made the Titans look pretty bad. Boy, did they. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, did they. It, was, it was, was rough, man. I was kind of shocked at how uncoordinated the Titans looked. Yep. I mean, I know it's their first set and like scary swapping to the jungle and yada, yada, yada. But I was still surprised at how just unteam like they looked. I yep. guess it kind of just looked like five really good players playing on the same team, but they don't know each other. Yep. Yeah, it and was it was rough, man. All right, go ahead. 
I feel like Aurora was like trying to make plays and trying to start like yeah. things to happen on the map, but there was just like zero follow up and like people were just weren't in position to yep. do the plays. And Dude, I, game two in particular on that on the Umoja, he was. I felt like Aurora's like, all right, can I cage this guy? And then like no one says anything, and then he just goes, all right, I'm caging him, and then mm -hmm. he lives, and it's like, all right, man, I'm just gonna keep on doing that until someone's yep. here on time, you know. And that's what I was worried about with that team. And then look, it's week one. That team's going to get a lot better. I'm not Agreed. super worried about them, but certainly a concerning start at some level. And one of the things that when, I, when you're thinking about how a team is going to communicate, Paul and Scary aren't really talkers uh, during the course mm -hmm. of a game. Aurora is, but also not, uh, Aurora is not like the dominant, you know, talking for everybody type of voice. He's a guy who's mm -hmm. really good at talking about what he's going to do and what his job is, which is all you need. Um, I do not know how vocal Cyclone Spin is, and I've heard that Benji is actually pretty vocal. Um, but mm -hmm. in, in the early game, how is that going to work? You know, if you're mid-3v3, Aurora's the only one talking. Yep. I don't know. Um, I'm definitely a little... I'd be not majorly concerned if I were a Titans fan, but that would certainly have been a disappointing first set if I were, if I were rooting for that team. Agreed. Because I, mean, I think for this week, they just need to not really practice anything new and just work on being like a team together Yep. and just working on their plays as a team. How do I mean, you think they mandatory fun important. time would do for this team? Great. Great. <laughs> I mean, you saw our, our, our set against the Bithids. Man, that looks like I mandatory was, no fun time. I was having me. so much fun. That's <laughs> All right, let's talk about your set so then. Uh, oh, also, I got to give some credit to the Kings. Uh, obviously, lots of players on uh, EU ping, and they all played really well. Um, yep. Leviathans versus the Bolts. Uh, yeah, you guys kind of got um, owned. I set. don't know why we played so scared and so reserved. It was really annoying in the game. We had the big talk about it afterwards. A lot of people were... I mean, not like angry, angry, but there was, it was just like we were waiting by to watch them play Smite. Yep. And in scrims, it's the complete opposite. And we are the ones like making plays, setting the pace. And then when it came to SPL, I'm just like, okay, I'm picking the Apollo boys. Yep. I'm building that rage third, like... Time to fight, time to <laughs> slam, let's get in there. And I'm just like, okay, well, there's no fights, like... And every time I was flying above their backline in both games, I felt like both of them were full HP, had all of their relics and everything. I'm just like, I could either land on their frontliner yep. and do 20 damage here, or I could try to make a hero play in their backline. Because I have to beat instantly off the Heim 2. And there was one time I ulted in. I was literally spamming my beads the whole time, like literally before I hit the ground. And I still got knocked up in one shot. I'm just like, well, that's great. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of that's a little bit unlucky. Uh, by the way, real quick, I do want to get back to this, but this is an important uh, comment in the chat to me. Gokinator says, "I got to wear my backliners hat on the golf course today, and I wanted to know if it was the round of your life, Gokinator, um, because I assume <laughs> I assume it was. Uh, that's all I have to say." Um, yeah, I, I I messaged you about that set because um, I was uh, I agree with your assessment that you guys were doing a whole lot of waiting around. It's my least favorite type of smite to watch, yep. to wait around, let other teams make the mistake for you. Um, and it felt like that's what you guys were doing a little bit. But I did appreciate 
how alpha you were getting in there. <laughs> like, you're talking about how you're seeing the two backliners full HP with their relics up and how you made your citizen get in there still. And I appreciated that. Uh, yeah, I was just like, this is literally the way we team fight. I'm expecting my other two frontliners to be there and I'm, and I'm expecting last to be ripping through at any moment here. And those plays just weren't happening. I'm just like, unlucky. The same thing happened on that Ymir play yep. where I thought the Ymir was going to die. So I'm ulting up because we should be killing the Ymir, diving into their back line in like a sequenced event. Yep. And the Ymir lives. I'm just like, and then we all die. And there's no one like going and making room either. I'm just like, what? where am I supposed to land? I don't end up landing on the Ymir. Like by the end of it, I'm just flying above him like, Nothing's happening, nothing's happening, and right. I don't want to trade my life for, I think it was like three levels above the Ymir, and I'm 100% going to die off that trade. Yep. So, yeah, there was just nothing for me to, like, really do on the Apollo, which kind of made me, like, a little sad, obviously, because in scrims, like, obviously I'm practicing Apollo this week to play it in that set, and... We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It was just a different pace and a different, like, we just played too reserved and we played too scared. And also, Yarkor super surprised me. He played so well. I was very impressed with how he played. And Shinto as well. Like, their backline popped off. Like, they played so well. Yep. Um, and they kind of exploited a few errors in our picks and bans and overall map decisions in both games. And we were very aware of that going into the Scarab set. And I think we we didn't fix all of it, but we were more aware of the issues that were happening. So we learned a lot. And yeah, yeah it was, it, I would say it was, it was a productive set, even though we lost, which is, I mean, the best that you can ask for. Yeah. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. 
Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Uh, a couple things that the chat wants me to address. I'll address one of them. You'll address the other. Uh, people ask about the purse bug. I do not think it impacted the game at all. And Did he die? <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's a non-factor. Anyone who's saying that, I think, is, is not paying attention at all. Uh, and secondly, uh, everyone's asking about the solo kill uh, that Yarkor had on you, and I'm leaving that one. Oh, out. yeah. The last two autos he had <laughs> dropped me a lot. Like, I was winning the trade before that, and he just wind demon down the whole lane, and then he just crit me twice, and I was like, I guess I'm dead here. Yep. And Heim crits still hit pretty hard, especially on that third auto attack. I don't know exactly what numbers it it was, but in the moment, I was just like, I'm winning, I'm winning. Oh, I lost. <laughs> I looked at your cam afterwards, and you didn't... Uh, it's so funny, because here you talk about the games, and just, like, knowing how you are, Barra definitely has, like, a game mode, where, like, he... Game mode is such a <laughs> weird way to put that, because game yeah. mode's a thing, but, like... Just, like, a focus mode. Yeah, like, like Barra didn't even, like... Normally, if Barra were, like, in a ranked game or something like that, he I would have... You would have gotten the what was that or like the the eyes and the head shake like you would have gotten the whole thing i don't even think you blinked you were like all right (laughs) yeah i was just like well i think i said in comms like i guess i'm dead or something like or like i'm dead like after he got he threw the big auto and crit me and then he was like oh i'm just gonna tp in and kill him and i'm like okay yeah fair enough that's that's the way it goes unlucky um credit to leviathans definitely looked very good um played way better than i thought as well Yep. I think they mopped the floor with us, and I think even if we played a little bit better, they still would have mopped the floor with us because they played very, very, very well. Uh, Oni Warriors up against Jade Dragons on the next day. Uh, mm-hmm. Neil, in his career, has made a point, I feel like, to not ban Giannis against Hurwind. Um, and today, uh, it, that day, it came back to bite him. Um, Hurry yeah. popped off. Fine also looked like... Season four Benji, like season one Omega esque, impossible mm-hmm. to stop. Like he looked like he was playing characters with different base stats than everybody else. Yep. I dude, it's just such a big difference in Hurwind when he's on. I don't know if it's a team like a good team or just a team he feels comfortable on or a mix of both. That man plays so much better and goes for so many more plays and hits so many more buttons. I feel like he just like. His D&D stat sheet literally gets upgrades across the board. Yeah. Like, on everything. He just plays so much better. I, I think Hurry so is just a player who really understands... Who really understands the game and understands how you have to win. And if he's mm-hmm. in, a, if he's in a, a team environment or a game where he feels like their chances to win are getting lower, he's a player who's going to try and make a play and, for, and mm-hmm. force making a play in order to... Um, try and win the game for his team and i think that's a good thing but it also leads to him making mistakes for sure and when Mm -hmm. he i think has that trust in his team and just knows that if if herwind can can understand that all he has to do is his job he's gonna execute his job really 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 well i think Hurry's gonna like pop this whole season i really and i think i would say for his whole team their team fight floor is already so high yeah and his room for error is massive, in my opinion, to where he can make so many more plays and go for so many more things because the plays are already being set up for him. Yep. 
And yeah, I just think he looks super comfortable and super sick. I was very impressed with him. Beast player, love her. I think he's going to pop off all year. Uh, Oni Warriors, kind of similar to you guys, in my opinion. Like, not only did the enemy team play really well, but I think they played down from what I expected. Nika, in particular, had a, had a really offset, I thought. Um, but really, the yeah. whole team had, had their struggles. I think Kings came in way stronger. I was very happy I called them strong at last week. Yep. Uh, I, was, I, I think Kings are going to start way stronger and Warriors are kind of a step above Titans, but are still going to have a bit of ramp-up time as the season goes on. Yep. Uh, and then you guys played it up against the Solar Scarabs. Uh, yep. Definitely a bounce-back game for you guys. Um, mm-hmm. You all looked uh, much stronger for sure. Scarabs game one definitely looked like they had a little bit of nerves in my mind. Like it, it yep. looked like first SPL game jitters for, for layers and for Baronic. Um, but game two, they definitely looked a lot better. I think that, I don't know about you, but when I watch that team, I can almost like hear Steve when I'm watching that team. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like they are just so clearly playing around how, how, how zap wants to play the map that it, I don't know. It's like, I've just watched him play for so long. And now I'm like watching five. It's like he's he's got his he's starcrafting them. It feels like. Yeah, and I think that's going to put a lot of weight on Steve as the season goes on. Because yeah. there was that one play in particular where there were five men grouped to fire, and I was Jing in duo lane pushing the tier one, then the tier two. And I asked my team like, "Do you want me to keep pushing here? Do you want me to come over a team fight?" And they were like, "Keep pushing, keep pushing. It'll be fine." And I knew in that moment that it was kind of like a. I would say, like, when you call a play, but your teammates don't know how to further advance that play. Yep. Like, there's five people grouped to fire. Are we pulling fire? Are we baiting fire? Are we pulling them in and then going on them? Like, the initial play is there, but there's just no nothing more. So I've kind of just got two towers for free. Yep. And because they had no direction. They couldn't really pick our people either. We had, like, a Guan, Sirket, both with beads, I think. So it's kind of hard to lock them down. And I think they had crit on Dan's, but I mean, they're, they can't really like just full commit to right. fire in front of four people. Yeah. Calling fire giant fights as a, as an ADC, I think is nearly impossible because you have so your job is to stay so focused on the objective. Like you're the DPS yep. that you, it's so hard for you to understand the situation around you. I think it's really key for like soul laners or, or, uh, guardians to be able to uh call around those around those fights because they just get way more information um Mm -hmm. agreed but that team is gonna grow uh and we'll talk about how they played today in in a minute um and then uh it was the dragons versus the kings game one the dragons just like absolutely stomped them was not even close uh well i actually thought it was close because kings were still kind of making plays even though the kill to fire call was smart I like their fire call a lot, game one. Yeah, I've, I had a lot of respect for them because they continue to try to make plays and try to do things on the map regardless of their deficit. And Agreed. I was very impressed with kind of their, I don't know what the word is, but Resiliency. just like... Tenacity. Yeah. yeah, both those words. I was nowhere close to either one of those words, and I'm glad you <laughs> gave me one too. I was very impressed that they were just continuing to make plays and continuing to be a threat on the map. And I was very impressed with genetics, especially yes. 
Agreed. with his positioning and the way he played. And I mean, I know he's like a, a big voice in their columns as well. Yep. So their shot calling was very good. I mean, the, <laughs> I'm sure you're about to get into it with the game yes. two. Okay, let's talk about game two. <laughs> okay, let's talk about game two. First of all, let's establish this right away. That mm-hmm. again, just like Ghost from last year, the the Wait, only way up? that oh, did I mute myself? I did. I muted myself. I'm back. Oh, uh, but only for Barra, so that's why he freaked out. Um, I pressed my mute hotkey by accident. I look like I a dummy now. No, it's it, it was all me. Um, here's the thing: is that I think there's a very good chance that the only way the Jade Dragons lose consistently is if they beat themselves because. Mm-hmm. They tried to beat themselves game two. As Mike said in the post-game interview, Sam got this like, Sam kind of inted a little bit early, then got a massive lead and was absolutely owning everyone yep. and then started inting. Then I think Harry felt bad and started inting back. <laughs> and so the game kept going. The, the King made a lot of really good calls. Mm-hmm. The call to get left Phoenix as EFG is spawning is so smart. It really yep. under, it's a great way to understand the game. I think that plays like that remind me of when we first started watching Energy Split Push in like season two and season mm-hmm. three. Like genetics might have just taught the entire SPL how to play the game better with that I one. I think he did. I, I really think he did. I'm not even kidding. Like nope. I don't think I'm over exaggerating when I say that taught 40 SPL players how to play the game better. Um, yep. And that it, in his like second game, I guess he had a couple games. He had a couple weeks of SPL play last year, but this is that is very impressive. And I don't want to take any credit away with what I'm about to say. But the call to end after after the fire had died, I think the call to stick around and see if they can end is also super smart. And I love the idea. But you but when you're coming up with these ideas, I think it's an equally important to be able to call off the plan and someone mm-hmm. in that call had to have called that off. Like you what? need to call that off. You need it was to kind of like our play versus like PK or whatever team that was where they kind of knew something was happening. And then we blinked the wall. And after yep. we all used our jumps over the Phoenix, yep. They backed and we're just like, well, <laughs> well here we okay. are. but look, I know someone in chat says they don't know how many people backed until FG dropped. Totally. But You've got, if you, if you're basically what you're counting on there is that your gut feeling and your instinct is right. And once that fire drops that fast, you know, it doesn't matter how many people had backed, you know, they're all going to get their back offs. Mm-hmm. Like you have, you have to back up. And yes, there's a chance that they, there's a good chance they lose that game. If they go back to their Phoenixes and, and back up and just try and, and just try and do it there. Like I get that, but at the same time, you have got to just back up because you're, lo- you're guaranteed there. I know that like it was close. Titan was close to half HP. That end was not close. Like the reason that, oh, that no. like the reason no. that Titan got low is because Jing got some unbody boxed autos. That Jing is never getting to auto that Titan ever again. As soon as everyone nope. is there, that call, that end was not close in no world. Did yep. they ever end there? So I love the, I love, I cannot, overstate how much i love the idea but someone has got to be able to call that off and that's why i said on twitter like getting left phoenix galaxy brain going for end after efg died molecule brain like Mm -hmm. you i don't know 
I think people have been like going back and forth, so that's why I'm kind of in on it. I think if they've gone in about three seconds earlier, I think they get it. But they 100%, installed. If they hit, if they just go in as soon as EFG spawns, because you know yep. they're gonna hit it as soon as it lands, they would have to. They would either have to use their jumps to get out of pit, and then one person would get their their back delayed by fire no matter what, or they have to walk out of fire pit. And then they, and then it takes them forever to back. They end for sure if they just go in as fire is spawning. 100%. The, the play might have only gotten to the left Phoenix part. Like, they might have not had a setup after the left Phoenix. No, I don't think they did. And then I think it was likely someone saying, hey, can we just, like, stay an end? Can we just stay yeah, an end? Yeah, there's always that one guy. And if, you get, wait, if like, you're going to say that... Then you best go. Like you best yep. go. It, be- it better be no. We can end. Go go go. Like and just and yeah. everyone's got to follow from that point. You know. I was saying potentially maybe they threaten the end right after they get the left phoenix and force all five of them to back and then they get the positional advantage on EFG. Right. Um, and kind of just stay that threat because once you get the phoenix, they're then able to pull EFG and if you're not going for the end call within those five seconds, those five like super crucial seconds then you're in this weird limbo where you're like the light just turned yellow and you're going like 60 miles an hour. You're just like, I guess I'm going for it. Like, and I, it was really unfortunate. It would have been a really cool play, but I think they hesitated a bit too long between the purple and red. And I think it was just that one player. That's just like, we're looking for a pick here. Oh wait, what if we end here? And it's like, yeah, we can, we can, we go. And everyone just charged down. It's just, yeah. It's just so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's a tough situation. I think it's also that they got on Phoenix slightly too early because if they if they wait for EFG to be, you know, it was like 10 seconds out from when EFG spawns. If they sit in the jungle for five seconds, then mm-hmm. they can go Phoenix to Titan and know that more people are going to hesitate to back. And I yep. think that, that it works a little bit better. Um, I don't know. Great idea. Really, really, uh, I can't overstate how much I love the Phoenix call. Just got to be a little bit more careful when it comes to, to ending because I do not think that end was close whatsoever. Yeah, that it's literally forces so many teams to think about that whenever EFG calls are happening yep. and EFG dances are happening. That literally is going to be in everyone's mind. I know Zap's team is going to get a left Phoenix on someone yep. or do a Phoenix on someone. 100%. 100%. Um, all right. Last matchup of the week was Zap's team, the Solar Scarabs, up against the Valhalla Valkyries. Valkyries looked pretty good. Game one, uh, just had a pretty decent team fighting composition and then team fought really well come late game. Games two and three. Game two, Baronic really popped off uh, on the Giannis. He played super well. Game three, it was really layers getting off to a huge lead, but um, the whole team played well again. I think that for me, the big deal is that having layers and Baronic both have really good games underneath their belt. Mm-hmm. Just giving them, building up their confidence a little bit, I think is is the most important thing for this team. Yeah, agreed. I th- also think Sot throwing that mix, having him having pop-off games, I think he's a very confident style player. That's I'm not wording that correctly, but like he plays off of momentum. That's it. Yep. Um, if things are going his way, he's going to play really well. If things aren't going his way, he's going to play poor. Yep. And I think them playing well as a team will also boost his confidence in himself and his team, which is very important for him. I think Zap will always be Zap. Don't think he'll ever have like confidence issues or anything like that. Yeah. I don't know Bobby that well, but I kind of feel like he's always like a positive like beacon. Yep. 
where I feel like he's always just kind of like, we can do this, we can do this, guys, we can do this, like, stay focused, stay positive, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I do feel like it was important that they got the win, but I didn't get to see that many of the games. I think watched, like, game three, and then I missed game two, I think. And I was watching a bit of game one. So I don't have, like, too much analysis personally about those sure. games. But I think I do think it is important for Scarabs to get the win. Yeah, agreed. You got to win that one. Uh, Philly Birds NC says, I want to see Valkyries on NA paying. I do as well. That team definitely the most handicapped by the current situation. It's super unfortunate. Yep. Um, I do not expect them to do very well based on that situation alone. Um, Raffer had a really rough day. Only one set, but um, definitely going to need to clean that up a little bit, I think. Uh, Johnny mm-hmm. looked really good on the low key. It, he did exactly what I expected, which was he doesn't put a, a lot of map pressure out right now in the early to mid. Still has th- what, some of the best instincts in team fighting I've ever seen from a jungler, but SPL players do not let you get away without putting pressure early to mid. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's going to be big for him. But a lot of that is confidence. Again, first set jitters for a rookie. Um gonna give johnny in particular a lot a lot of leash to work with because of his situation playing from serbia but uh glad that glad that everyone got to see the the pop-off potential for him game one yep um at the very least oh and yeah someone else mentioned the uh gino's like baronic better than heroin at Giannis. uh that's obviously a bit um no one thinks that (laughs) no one baronic baronic (laughs) is uh good at that character for sure um oh not close to hurry off topic but you reminded me do you remember when i told pbm that shington was the best support i do and he picked you know, game one. mocked me a little bit and he then did. picked it game then... one can i tell you about an interaction uh that mike and i had so mike and i had dinner uh i think it was i think it was friday night i think it was friday night and um I asked him about the Xing Chen pick because I told him that he, I'm like, you're not really a Xing Chen player. Like, where did that come from? He goes, Oh, I don't know. Like just kind of felt like it was the right pick. Blah, 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 blah. Then he, te- he hangs out of my house for like, or my apartment for like hours, then goes <laughs> home and texts me a long paragraph about how I need to put some respect on his Xing Chen because <laughs> of, uh, hold on. Let me pull it up here. Um, Oh, you got the receipt. <laughs> yeah. Hey, by the way, I don't know if you didn't know, but I was the first ever support Shing Chen game in SPL history, season two regionals, <laughs> the whole thing. And I'm, and I literally responded, Hey Mike, uh, sorry. Oh yeah. It was Saturday because they didn't play till Saturday. Hey Mike, mm-hmm. um, sorry. I didn't remember your two Shing Chen games over the last five years. <laughs> That's on me. And he goes, apology accepted or something, <laughs> something like that. Uh, it was, um, very on brand. For sure. Mm-hmm. Because I literally think that he told me about two Xing Chen games and on God, those might be his only two Xing Chen games he's ever played. I mean, I plan to see. That's all I got to say. You're welcome, uh, Dragons fans, for, yeah, for Bear. That's all me. Up. Yeah, that's all, that's all him for sure. Um, all right. Uh, a couple of things I think we should hit real quick before we get to the random question. Again, there's going to be a bit of a shorter episode. Sorry, everybody. Um, Kukul Khan, is that... Do you think that's like legit? Do you think it's just a week one thing? How good do you think that God is? I think that God is OP. I love Cuckoo and I hate playing against him. I love him when he's on my team. Well, you have a Cuckoo think... main in Venenu. Exactly. 
And I think he has a big pop-off factor in fights. There's always that Janus ult factor to him. Whereas if he, if he connects, you win the fight. And yep. there's always that threat that you have to worry about. I think his zoning potential with the NATO on the new map is absolutely insane. Yep. You really don't want to walk through that as a carry. And you can block off so many corridors and so many paths. And it's really annoying playing it. And his, his squall one-shots. And his two is OP. So, good character. Kind of easy to dive sometimes, but in SPL, you know, teams yeah. are coordinated. Most teams are coordinated. Yeah, I don't think he's that good. I think he's playable. That's where you're wrong. I think he's playable. Uh, I <laughs> Did you mute to laugh <laughs> after that? Come on, man. <laughs> he muted his <laughs> mic to laugh at me. That is toxic. Uh yeah, I think he's good. I think he's good enough to see play. I do not expect to see a ton of Cuckoo. I think it's likely because he's playing on high ping, uh, if I had to guess. I think the pick is strong, and I think Objective Secure is OP, and sure. I think Janus is also OP. No, 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 no. Janus no. is OP. No, Janus he's OP. not OP, Janus OP. He's not OP, man. Yes, it is. Yes, he is. Okay. Here's the Okay. Thing. Okay. Herwind is the best Giannis player of all time. Um, that's what I'm going with hard, hard stop. Okay. Okay. So he's getting in his hands. Yes. That got is super OP. Mm-hmm. You look at what Baronic played it a bunch. He played it four games out of his first five. In one of them, he absolutely popped off in one of them. I'd say he had a good game. And in the other three, it was not particularly impactful. Uh, and that's me being generous. That's a team diff. So, yeah, I don't know about all that, dog. Giannis is not OP. That's all I'm saying. All right? He's not. He's not. Maybe you. It's, it's OP. Calden brings up a good point in chat. To you, against you he is because you have a, have a through space and time magnet <laughs> installed on your computer that lets you get absolutely slammed. Uh, but that's it. Uh, God's OP. Same with Bacchus. Bacchus is also OP. Okay. Uh, Bro, well, you you think okay? Never mind. I'm not even gonna get into it. No, I'm not doing it. Um, here's my question of the week. My random question of the week, sponsored by um, Pop Tarts. It's not, but Pop Tarts hit us up. Actually, no, Cape Cod hit us up. Cape Cod, please. Chips. Yeah, serious. On oh, God, we're begging. Uh, anything. Um, I was talking. This this was an old school question that that Mike and I discussed on Twitter that got retweeted fairly recently. I was talking about it with some of my friends. What's the order you put your clothing on? Um, you know, you get out of the shower. I'm hoping it's underwear first. It's the only thing that makes any sense. Uh, what if you don't wear underwear? Then you can go. You, you're free to go. You know, you get to go anywhere. You okay. want. Um, I'm personally, uh, I go underwear, socks, shirt, socks, underwear, socks, shirt, pants. That's what that or underwear. uh, underwear shirt socks pants here's the deal my socks are going on before my pants always in any circumstance literally zero circumstances by putting on my pants on first ever you're trolling if you put pants on before your socks that's all i'm saying it's what it's pants last yeah pants socks last last. how could it possibly be socks last man if you're wearing if you're wearing like higher up socks Right? If you're wearing, like, dress socks that go halfway up your calf... Are you going to church right now? No, I'm wearing a suit for work, my guy. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta look nice. 
I'm going socks first because I don't want to have to roll up my pants. What if you're wearing jeans? In the jeans, you know, you don't get as much movement capability. Especially if they're clean jeans. Game over if you're trying to put socks on after that. Bro, I don't wear, like, fancy clothes, but I think you are right in this instance. If you're wearing fancy clothes, the order that you're putting them on does change. Yes. Because when I'm wearing fancier clothes, I tend to go, like, I think I go, like, underwear, socks, and then I don't know about shirt and pants. I think it's, like, shirt and then pants, I think, is my Pants order. always if, go last. Literally always. If, if you are wearing long socks and if you are wearing, like, if you're dressing up, uh, you you are correct here. Thank you. But for a normal day where I'm, like, gym shorts, T-shirt, I just get out, throw on some shorts, throw on my shirt, and then that's, I don't even put on, like, socks or, like, well, first of all, I'm a socks man. There is there are no times where I'm not wearing socks, except for like if I'm getting in the shower, going to sleep, or like putting on some sandals. A lot of times I'll be wearing socks, and then if I'm wearing sandals outside, I'll take my socks off in order to put my sandals on. I'm a sock main, okay? I'm not a sock main. I literally never my wear socks unless so I'm wearing shoes. My cold, man. My toes get so Are you not Yeah, you take your socks off like all the time. You're just you're an yeah, I have good circulation, so I'm not worried about. I my guess toes I don't, man. Cold. My toes constantly get cold. Um, but if I'm wearing socks, then I'm super comfortable. Like right now, super comfortable. I would say even in like the winter time, unless my my feet get really cold, I'm not putting on socks. I'm all. I would rather cover it up with like a blanket and just like wrap my blanket around like the bottom half of my body, than put on socks. No way, man! Because you can't get seal. You can't seal the underneath. The bottom of your feet are gonna get cold what? underneath the blanket. If you're sitting Bro, in a you, chair, you, you right? curl it under. <laughs> oh, you're you tucking, curl the blanket. You're tucking yourself in. Yeah. Okay. You lift your feet up like this. Okay. And then you curl nice it. socks, by the way. Allegedly, never wear socks in his house. And John Salter's wearing socks right now. We've got them, ladies and gentlemen. We got them. Thanks for listening I to the Backliners. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Backliners podcast. <laughs> Make sure you give us a rating on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts, all that kind of stuff. Like I left the house today. Stuff. I have to put on socks. Yeah, no way you could have taken them off, you sock lover. You're just like me. You and I are the same. No, I will never be you. <laughs> <laughs> no podcast next week as a reminder. Two weeks from now, we'll be talking about the SPL. Thanks so much, as always, everybody. Um, I think I'm forgetting something. Oh, buy our merch. Uh, and that's mm -hmm. it. So enjoy the SPL. And we'll see you in two weeks. Bear, do the thing, you sock lover. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.